0: Welcome to Modern Sales, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and salespeople looking to have more and better conversations with your perfect clients. You'll get a healthy scoop of psychology, behavioral economics, and sales studies to help you create win-win relationships. I'm your host, Liston Witherell, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Modern Sales. On today's episode, I'm really excited to have Ryan Stevens, who's with Clutch.co, which is an online database of all of the best agencies, best consultancies in the world. We're going to have a conversation about what Clutch does to help their clients bring in more business and match customers, buyers of those services, find the best service providers. Before we get into that conversation, though, if you're looking to scale up sales at your agency, at your business, I'd love to help you out. And that all starts with a phone call. You can apply for a strategy session with me. All you have to do is go to listen.io slash strategy, where I'll ask you a few quick questions. I'll take a look at your application. If there's a potential fit for us to work together, I'll send you my calendar booking link. You'll get a little bit of taste of automation and how I start scaling my own sales through that process once again, that URL, listen.io slash strategy. And now Ryan Stevens, my friend, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Liston, uh, and thanks for having me.
0: Totally, man. It's my pleasure. Is it weird to hear me go through that whole thing while you sit there and just kind of listen like you're not there?
1: Uh, yeah, it's great. But I kind of look, look down at my keyboard and let you have it.
0: Cool. All right. Well, don't hold it against me. Uh, absolutely not. So Ryan, I'm looking on LinkedIn right now. Your title has a lot of words in it. Uh, Senior Manager, Operations, Strategy, and Partnerships. You must touch a lot of different parts of Clutch.co. Tell me a little bit about your role there and maybe about Clutch generally. What is it?
1: Yeah, sure. So my role here, pretty much number two, you have uh, in that title, a lot of words, as you mentioned, it's a little bit of a mixture of uh, some internal titles that we use and some of the things that I actually actively manage. So my role pretty much lead operations, which is going to be covering most of our content development on our research side. So trying to go and decide which industries, which cities, which geographies we're approaching that we're trying to build out, that we try to engage service providers in, and ultimately markets that we want to try to better serve. We're a ratings and review platform all online. What's really going to differentiate us is that our content is all free. So you don't typically see that in a research model, working to basically in the small and medium-sized business uh, space, provide information out there to prospective buyers through a variety of different ways. The biggest one for us is ultimately verified reviews. So our team is working directly with service providers and their clients and speaking with those clients. Every review on our site is seen by at least two people, so two real people which in this space is a big perk for agencies. But then next to those reviews, we offer a variety of different content. So we have a data team who's pulling together full-length research reports, as well as some just other more blog-style reports as well. Not to kind of throw everything at the wall there, does that answer that question for you?
0: I think so. It's my job to dig a little bit deeper, so that's what I'm going to do. So if I could summarize... Clutch.co is essentially a marketplace. You have a supply side, vendors there who list themselves and their business, their domain, their specialties, what industries they serve, that kind of thing. And then you have people who are looking for providers like that. So whether it's software development or web development or IT providers, they're looking on Clutch.co for who are those providers that are options for them based on how much they charge, how many reviews they have, their experience, on and on and on. Is that fair to say?
1: Yep, that's fair to say, exactly almost. We have aspirations of being a better marketplace. You know, right now we largely engage with one side of that marketplace, the service providers. But again, we know that we have the ability and the insight to also start engaging more so with these prospective clients. And so that is our ultimate hope is to be a, this marketplace. I think we're well on our way there.
0: Awesome. So you talked about research, and I want to come back to that in a second, but verified reviews, that seems like kind of the foundational part of Clutch.co. Can you talk a little bit about why Clutch.co was needed in the first place and what role did verified reviews play in that?
1: Sure. So... Just a little bit about our path and our journey. So our founder, Mike Beers, he a uh, longtime consultant and worked for a larger corporation as in their marketing department, often responsible for making procurement decisions. So in a larger organization, you, you can imagine that if you are responsible for making these spending decisions, then it needs to be right. So in some of these bigger organizations, and we still you hear about it today, it's just easier to go with the brands you know. So in the IT and digital space, it, rather than potentially giving some of the small and medium sized businesses a shot, marketing executives, executives of any type, really, it's easier to go with the IBMs, the Accentures, the Deloitte's of the world, because at the end of the day, their brand is carrying them. And if something doesn't go right, that particular executive or that particular procurement team really isn't held on the hook for that decision. So we know that there is this whole market under the enterprise level that provide amazing services, often highly catered, very niche, and probably more attentive than what you would receive by uh, partnering with some of the, the enterprise level providers. So Basically, Mike realized that he was often receiving a suboptimal result with some of these bigger providers and also realized that the few smaller providers that that he had worked with and had experience with were sometimes a better fit. Seeing that there was just this lack of information on these service providers, he tried to come up with a solution to solve that and fill that gap. With that gap, there was a variety of different ways thinking about how he would go about filling it. And so started focusing on more of the outsourcing market and foreign markets helped to give a little bit of a proof of concept, but you know, realizing that in the world of online reviews and the growth of Yelp and Angie's List and other models out there, how do we go and get this verified review? And it's a very different space than the business to consumer models that you see with Yelp. It's very different than you see even with the sort of the contractor and home services solutions of Angie's List. Uh, Client relationships are held close to the chest and convincing a vendor that this third-party platform clutch that five years ago no one heard of would treat their clients well and still keep the vendor's perspective in mind has been a big struggle for us. But I think over the years, we've been able to build a brand, particularly in certain segments. And so this verified review, to your point, is truly the sort of this crux of what we provide and the core of our service that we offer.
0: So on the vendor side, the procurement person like Mike used to be, they're thinking, okay, I could go buy the market leader. They're probably big. They're probably slow. They're probably dumb. But I know my boss won't blame me because I chose... market leader and like look at all the other dumb people who chose them too right like we can't be worse than them but mike knew also that there are all of these emerging companies who have to be scrappier who have to be a little bit more cutting edge who have to figure something out but there's an inherent risk with choosing them and so what a lot of companies do to solve that is they'll put together case studies and they say look at the amazing results we had with Acme Corp and we got them an XYZ percent ROI, whatever, right? And so essentially the proposition of Clutch is to bolster up the amount of credibility that people can have when they make those claims. Is that right?
1: No, that's exactly right. And I think another side point there is that, again, case studies are made by the service provider. So you lose a little bit of the sort of real picture there. And then the, the flip side of that is that if you're a smaller agency, you have maybe a dozen clients or less if you're just getting started really, and so asking them over and over to serve as a client reference, it can be taxing. It's there are a few people that it wouldn't really wear on if you were continuously sending new prospective clients to to speak to. So our hope is that as we build a brand, as that we grow, our verified reviews serve not only as something that the service providers can leverage as a case study, but as a way to circumvent having to tap their clients over and over and over. So that verified review, we hope to continues to serve multiple uses.
0: So on the review side, essentially what you're doing is you're reducing the risk of uncertainty on the side of the buyer, right? You're saying, hey, we're a third party. We don't really care about the claims that one of our people on our site make. We want to make sure that they're legitimate because we have to protect our reputation. Yep. Are you finding that that is becoming influential or landing with shoppers on Clutch? Like, how do they actually perceive the fact that they're looking at third-party objective reviews?
1: Yeah, so we've been pretty grateful that we can start to really see more and more projects that were found on Clutch and being able to kind of get some feedback there on what users are seeing and what they're looking at is interesting. I think that it's hard to speak for all of the users of our site because it actually takes a little bit of digging around to truly understand what you're looking at. I think that the online buyer is so used to looking at only content that may or may not be uh, 100% factual it is something that we struggle with. It's part of this brand building, the verification process that we go through, as well as just a general branding of our reviews in general. So that's one of the things that is something that is uh, to do for us. But in general, I think that through the sheer length of our reviews and detail that you're receiving out of it, it would be hard I don't think that people truly would compare it to the typical online review you would see on any other platform.
0: Well, right. I was going to say, you mentioned Yelp and Angie's List and a couple other consumer-oriented review sites. And the big difference that I would see there is I could go and leave a hateful review on Yelp at any business, whether I'm there or not, whether I've ever bought anything from there or not. Exactly. So I think that that's a big difference that Clutch has. I'm curious, do you see any correlation between the number and quality and level of reviews that a company has and the number of clicks or contact requests they're getting?
1: Absolutely. Actually, yeah. So we've run a couple of reports on number of reviews and sort of comparisons of click throughs to surrounding companies, and it's certainly uh, correlated. There is a drop off at a certain point, but in this space, people, are more interested in companies with more reviews. So
0: absolutely. When you say they're more interested, how do you observe that? So again, where we
1: use sort of a user click-through rate, basically trying to understand in any given segment, which firms are being clicked out to more. And there's obviously some other information that's taken into account. Uh, budget and project size are often, are gonna be an influencer too. And you know something that we work to explain to service providers that that's a good thing you don't want to be bombarded by prospective clients that don't have the budget that you're looking for. And sometimes that's a little bit of a, it seems counterintuitive to service providers, but our best service providers internalize that and realize that the visibility that they're receiving, they have an opportunity to better qualify it by being accurate and by being truthful in their budgets and what they're looking for in projects. Because There's other service providers and it's another approach, but it's to try to be the catch all and take any prospective lead that comes through the pipeline. But I think the service providers that are most happy with us are the ones that recognize that there's a lot of things they can do with their clutch profile that will help better qualify the prospective traffic that they receive through our site.
0: Okay. I want you to hold on to that. We're definitely going to come back to that discussion because I have questions about positioning and differentiation and how big should your product line be, at least outwardly in your marketing. And we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about research though. You said you head up a lot of the research at Clutch and Clutch puts out quite a bit of research. So the dear listeners of this podcast are owners of businesses and people who are heading up consulting departments, people responsible for teams selling consulting and service lines of business. What sort of research have you done that you think is relevant for them to know? Maybe some of your marquee research at Clutch?
1: I don't lead the content research directly, but our team does a heck of a job on pulling some great information out for small and medium-sized businesses. So annually, we run a SMB survey on a variety of different marketing agencies and sort of their key priorities. And then we also run a reverse on the consumers and what they're looking for. So I highly recommend uh, listeners, clutch.co slash resources. We have a variety of different things that really help inform the purchasing decision. We want to, with the prospective clients at the front of our minds, we want to be able to be that resource for them. And all of their questions, we can provide uh, listings and directories of service providers in a variety of segments, but we also can provide uh, insight into what you should be looking for when making those decisions. So that research is largely re-geared the prospective buyer, but we have some really great stuff out there if you're also a service provider that potentially could help you position yourself.
0: Yeah. So good segue on positioning. (laughs) Let's talk about search position. So lots of great data out there about, this is why SEO is such a big business. If you're not the first for a keyword, you're going to lose half of the clicks right there. And if you're not in the top three, you're going to lose, let's say 80 to 90% of the clicks. And if you're not on the first page, you're dead. How does search work and how do people interact with search on clutch.co and i assume part of your revenue model is to help people rank higher yeah yeah so talk about that please
1: we use an advertising model that we call sponsorship and that's going to be on our directory and review listings to draw a clear line we use a leaders matrix which is going to be our research-based post in any sort of geography So to the listeners, we have a directory listing of mobile app developers, and we have a leader's matrix of mobile app developers. That leader's matrix is regardless of any sort of sponsorship or advertising. And what we do and work to do is make sure that we leverage that as our true findings on how uh, service providers deliver for their clients. The directory listing, directory listing is obviously going to be of interest to uh, potential advertisers. So our sponsorship model is a tiered model. It's, our business is freemium. So we benefit from having more companies with reviews on our site. Through those relationships with companies with reviews, it becomes we're able to eventually demonstrate that there's value in being featured on Clutch for free. And it's at that point that service providers decide then to advertise with us. The model has worked really well for us. We're pretty proud to say that we haven't really done any sort of outward sales and been able to deliver traffic and value to companies in two ways. Obviously, it clicks through their site, but also through this online reputation management through verified reviews. So positioning, what specific? I think that we addressed one of the things was the number of reviews influence positioning and it does. So with this tiered model on Clutch, we for lack of better words, the companies that perform better in any given tier receive a better deal. So we keep all of our pricing transparent and work to, again, encourage service providers to work more closely with us so that they provide more client reviews. And through more client references and reviews, they provide better organically on our site. And through performing better organically, they then get a better deal in any sort of paid tier. And that's been a, a way that's been pretty successful for us. And I think something that is very different than you see out on other platforms. It's been so important to us. And it's been something that I feel very strongly about is that our pricing is transparent. And it's clear on what you're paying for, which you don't really see on other advertising platforms.
0: And so are people bidding for the top tier? And actually, can you take a second to define tier? Because I was wondering that. And also, is it a bidding model or there's a flat fee and like you only sell to three providers in a given geography?
1: So it's a flat fee. We don't have a bidding model now. Right now, where we are, I think that would cause uh, stress or unease with the service providers on trying to work with us. and uh, in general, the tiered model allows for some... It's obviously not the revenue maximizing the model of bidding, but it tends to still work pretty well for us right now.
0: And what does tiered
1: mean? And tiered for us mean, we use a precious metal model. So we have a bronze, silver, gold, diamond. And so we tier it that way. And at each tier, there's a flat fee based on your company size. And then if, for example, there are multiple companies in that tier... Than the company that performs best through our ratings and review process, then they, they get a better deal in that tier.
0: I see. Yeah, so I'm thinking of like Trust Radius or some of these other software review sites. You have the organic search results and then you'll also see sponsored results right in your search query. So is that similar to how the user would experience it?
1: We like to think about it similar to AdWords. Again, the better ads in a Google search tend to pay a smaller price per click. Again, that process, what ends up happening is that Google says this is a better ad, the users are clicking on it more, and it appears that it has a lower bounce rate or or a variety of the things that Google is looking at. Sure. For us, putting a company that has a better rating and review score higher within that tier is often probably a pretty good signal that it's that they may be a better fit for the company that finds them.
0: So I want to talk to you next about how a company can either list themselves for the first time or start to optimize their listing and what are the best ways for them to actually get business from Clutch. But we're going to leave these listeners, you dear listener, with a cliffhanger. We'll talk about that in part two of my interview here with Ryan. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tune in tomorrow where I'll pick it up with part two of my interview with Ryan.